the calendar. Something we take very much for granted and which we really can't imagine being changed or altered. We here in the United States, and virtually all other countries, have become so used to a seven-day week and a 12-month year, we cannot imagine anything else. But the calendar was not always like what it is now. And some of the changes made to it were made rather recently. What were those changes? I'm glad you asked. Since this particular podcast episode takes place on September 8th, let's talk about the year 1752, in which there was no September the 8th. At least, not for England and her colonies. See, what had happened was that England had been using the increasingly inaccurate Julian calendar instead of the more accurate Gregorian calendar that most of Europe had adopted. Okay, for that, we have to go back to February 24th, 1582. William Shakespeare would have been 18 years old at the time, would have already been fooling around with Anne Hathaway, and was to marry her on November 28th, later in that year, having impregnated her sometime in late September. Pope Gregory XIII issued a papal bull, which is like a pronouncement, that was to correct a mathematical error inherent in the Julian calendar. That calendar was slightly too long. It put the length of a year at 365 days and 6 hours. In fact, the average length of a year is closer to 11 minutes shorter than that. So every year, the Julian calendar was in effect, it was getting out of sync with reality by 11 minutes. Not a big deal, you're saying. But the Julian calendar had been in effect for about 13 centuries. And over the course of those 1,300 years, those 11 minutes a year added up. They added up to 10 days. That meant that the seasons were 10 days off. If a farmer used the Julian calendar to figure out when it was time to harvest and when it was time to plant, he or she would be off by 10 days. Additionally, this meant that the vernal equinox had shifted, and it was on the vernal equinox when the Catholic Church celebrated Easter. So not only was the calendar wrong for agriculture, it was wrong for religious celebrations. Pope Gregory XIII declared, therefore, that the day after Thursday, the 4th of October, 1582, would not be Friday, the 5th of October, but Friday, the 15th of October, 1582. In other words, we just lost 10 days. Moving ahead slightly to April 23rd, 1616, we have a very curious development. Most people consider the greatest writer in the English language to be William Shakespeare, who died on that day. It was also probably his birthday, though we're not entirely sure about that. On that same day, April 23rd, 1616, one of the greatest writers in the Spanish language died as well, Miguel de Cervantes, mostly known for his masterwork Don Quixote. April 23rd, 1616, the day two giants of European literature died. By itself, this is already an amazing coincidence, but add this wrinkle to it. They died on the same day, but ten days apart. Shakespeare died ten days after Cervantes on the same day, April 23rd, 1616. How can this be? Well, let's go back to Pope Gregory's papal bull. Now, since the calendar change was a papal decree, Protestant countries such as England were less than willing to make the changeover. England, therefore, stayed with the Julian calendar for quite a bit longer, 
all the way to 1752, to be exact. They waited 170 years to finally bow to science. By that time, the calendar had become 11 days out of sync instead of 10. So that meant that Wednesday, the 2nd of September, 1752, was immediately followed by Thursday, the 14th of September, 1752. And finally, the calendar was set. And that's how William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes died on the same day, in the same month, in the same year, 10 days apart. Now, the Russians didn't adopt the, Gregor the Gregorian calendar until even later, 1918. Even more days had to be erased by this point, so Russia just dropped February 1st through February 13th in that year. That meant January 31st, 1918 was followed immediately by February 14th. But that didn't end things. In fact, Russia was just getting started. On August 26th, 1929, the Russian government decreed that productive industry would be shifting from a five-day work week interrupted by a weekend, like we have now, to just a five-day week, all of which were work days. It wasn't the same as saying, you no longer get weekends off. It was saying, there are no longer any such things as weekends. Friday is to be followed by Monday. Now, they used Roman numerals for the days, and they had these special colored calendars to indicate which workers got which days off. So, for example, a father and a family might get red days off while his working wife got blue days off, and their children didn't go to school on green days or whatever. You can imagine the havoc this caused to, well, pretty much everything. Now, Russia decided to end this disastrous experiment on November 23rd, 1931. But before you think this meant they went back to a seven-day week, think again. They went to a six-day week and declared that each month had five such weeks. I think they sprinkled in some national holidays to make up for the five missing days of the year such a system would create. They stayed with this system up until June of 1940 despite the problems it was causing. Well, thank goodness we're not messing around with the calendar anymore. Well, not so fast. In 2004, Richard Henry, a professor of astronomy at Johns Hopkins, proposed the common civil calendar and time idea, in which the calendar would be so modified that every year the days of the month would fall on the same day of the week. This calendar was modified by a colleague of his named Steve Hankey in 2011. The main features remain mostly the same. Each day of the month would fall on the same day of the week each year, and a special leap week would have to happen every few years to compensate for the change of days. Strangely enough, this calendar would be, in fact, less accurate than the one we're using now. We'd go back to getting slowly out of sync with reality. So why are they proposing it? Oddly enough, for a lot of the same reasons the Russians made their change, economics. Henry and Hanke say that the current calendar is too messy for corporations to make quarterly calculations. In this new calendar, financial institutions would have an easier time making money. Strange to think that at one time, we resisted calendar change due to religious reasons that had nothing to do with science, and then we made changes to the calendar to try and boost industrial production, ignoring social costs, and now we're proposing making a calendar change that would be less scientifically accurate but might allow us to squeeze a few more pennies out of the economy. Oh, that reminds me. Daylight savings time is ending in November. <laughs>